Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. A world pastor Xavier Reese reminds us he created as well. All the Trinity was involved in creation, a mystery that we cannot understand to its full end. But the Son is the channel through which all things are created. Look at here in chapter 1 of John, verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was made through Him. Absolutely nothing exists in this world which did not come through Him. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. When it comes to eternal life, Pastor Xavier explains the simple truth why God wants us to experience not only eternity with Him, but also a God-quality life here on earth. In fact, today Pastor Xavier explains how it was Jesus, the eternal Lagos, that's responsible for creating the universe. It's a simple truth he draws from the Gospel of John. Let's listen. In our previous study, we declared that the opening five verses of John's prologue is the Grand Canyon of Scripture regarding the person of Jesus Christ. It is so packed and concentrated in the depths of theology and, and the person of Christ that it would take all of eternity to expound it. It is just so incredible. And, and we made mention that John neither is using the understanding of the Logos from the Targums or, or the Greek concept. But in fact, he's taking it a step further. He is demonstrating through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that the Logos, Jesus, who was God from all eternity, has come to become man. And that was just an amazing thing. That God would care so much for man that he would become man. And Jesus is really the answer to Joe's problem. Joe's friend said, listen, Joe, why don't you just get right with God and, you know, you'll be all right. He says, how can I? Uh, there, there's no daysman betwixt us. There's no umpire to lay his hand on us both. Well, Jesus is the answer to Joe's problem. He's our mediator. He's our umpire, if you will. He's laid his hand on the Father, on us, and then what he did is he died, and his blood joined us together and reconciled us to God. An incredible picture there. Now, the three ways in which John presents the Logos in the opening verses, we said forms one complete unit. In verse 1 and 2, the Word and eternity. Verse 3, the Word and creation. Verse 4 and 5, the Word and salvation. In our previous study, we looked at the first, the Word and eternity. And we learned four things about Jesus, the Logos. First, the Logos, Jesus, existed before time. Second, the Word, Jesus, existed with God but was distinct from God. Thirdly, the word Jesus existed as God before time. And then fourth and last, we learned that Jesus, the word, existed with God in the beginning of time. We have clearly established that Jesus is the Logos, the word of God. He is the one that is the subject of these opening verses. He is the eternal person that's being talked about. He is the one who has existed from everlasting to everlasting. There is no one else that is making reference to but Jesus Christ here. And so what we want to do now is continue to look at the remaining two, the word and creation and the word and salvation. Let's look at the first, but let me read the verses all together as a unit and we'll look at it. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made 
through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now, let's look at the word in creation, verse 3. The word in creation, all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Verse 3. Notice first, the person of Jesus was the channel through which creation took place. It's very straightforward, very clear. All things were made, here's the key, through him. He was the channel. The qualifying article, all, is all-inclusive, describing creation from the positive side. All in the Hebrew means all. All in the Greek means all. All in English means all. All in Spanish means all. <laughs> the word made means became. And it's describing here an event of creation spoken into existence rather than a process. As we'll see, God just said, let there be light. Poof, light. We do see a sequential order, first, second, third, fourth, fifth day, and so on, but it was a one-time event. Now, you and I know the laboriousness of doing something, the tediousness of organizing. You know, maybe you start a, um, uh, a building project in your home. You're going to remodel your kitchen. Ah, knock it off in a week. There you are six months later. You hire a contractor, and he says, ah, you say, can you get this on two months? Ah, no problem. After two years, he's still there. The first day, God said, let there be light, and there was light, Genesis 1-3. Light be, literally. It was. The second day, God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters, describing the division of the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1-6-8. And it was. He separated the earth from the heavens above. And now we had the space for the birds to fly. The third day, God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry lands appear. And he separated the lands from the seas, calling the earth, bringing forth vegetation. Genesis 1, 9 through 13. In one spoken word. My kids don't even obey me in one spoken word. God says, let it be, and it was. Now, the Beatles sang a song, let it be. It's a different let it be. <laughs> Theirs is uh, Eastern mysticism, Hinduism, karma, let it be. In other words, don't mess with people's lives. That's why Hinduism, you can experience poverty and, and, and destruction, and you don't, you're not moved by it because you believe that that's a person's karma, and you don't want to mess their karma for the next life, so you leave them alone. And you can tolerate all this destruction because your philosophy is leave it alone. Don't mess with the person's karma. You help them out, you're going to mess them up in the next life. What a trap, huh? God says, be, and it was. The fourth day, God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years, and let them be for lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, and the sun, the moon, and the stars were. Genesis 1, 14 through 16. The greater light to rule over the day, the sun. It's an incredible 
incredible benefit, the sun. The moon is a reflector. It's not a light giver. It reflects the light of the sun. That's how we get light at night. Then the stars. Now, we don't appreciate the stars around here because too much light. Once in a while, if you get a real clear day, you get off in a real dark place on the mountain, you get some pretty good idea, you get out in the desert. But have you ever been in a place where it's just pitch black and it's a clear night and you look at the stars and you're just, man, overwhelming. And yet, God knows every one of them. He made every one of them. The fifth day, God says, let the waters abound with the abundance of living creatures, birds to fly above the earth, all according to their kind, Genesis 1, 20 through 23. There's the key, and he says it continually repeated, after its own kind, according to its own kind. There is no evolution here from one species to the other. There are mutations within a species, different kinds of dogs, different types of cats, but one does not mutate or transform from one to the other. After its kind. You know, you can even get a donkey and a horse and, and, and breed them and you come up with a mule. But then try to take that mule and breed it. <laughs> it's sterile. Can't duplicate itself. After its own kind. The sixth day God said, let the earth bring forth the living creatures according to their kind, cattle creeping things and the beasts according to their kind. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And he made man and gave dominion over all the earth to him. Genesis 1, 24 through 31. So in the sixth day, the cattle, the animals, and man. And just in those words, things were. I mean, we take that by faith and we say, wow, we're amazed, but we can't even comprehend it. It is so beyond us. Here he is. He's an infinite God. We're finite individuals. He's all-powerful. We're very limited. <laughs> we're temporal. He's eternal. I mean, it's beyond our capacity to compute. You know, with the age of computers, there's certain computers that have only certain capacity, whether it be in the hard drive, whatever it is, and you can't go above that. Well, it's kind of like that. You know, here we are, little, small little computer, and God is this infinite computer, and, and, and you know, we're trying to understand him with this limited hard drive. Floppies don't even help us out, you know what I mean? And then the seventh day, God rested from all his works. The heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were made. He desisted, not because he was tired, but because he wanted to admire his creation. And he said, it is very good. Some people think that God was tired, and that's why it says, and God rested. No, God doesn't get tired. I mean, what's hard for God? Didn't he tell Jeremiah, I'm the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything possible for me? The answer is simple. No. Nothing's impossible for you. I mean, don't get the idea that when God, you know, parted the Red Sea for Moses and the children of Israel that night, you know, and after they got there, he said, okay, Moses, I'll catch up to you. I'm going to tire. I'm going to rest a little bit. No? No big deal. The scriptures affirm that Jesus is a channel of creation. Consistently. All the way through. Psalm 33, 6 and 9 says, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the host of them, by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deep storehouses, for he spoke, and it was done. 
He commanded and stood fast. <laughs> Amazing. Paul tells the Corinthians, yet for us, there is one God, the Father of whom are all things, and we for him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, listen, through him are all things, and through whom we live, 1 Corinthians 8, 6, through him are all things. He's a channel. Paul tells the Ephesians, to me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hid in God, who created all things, here it is, through Jesus Christ, Ephesians 3, 8 and 9. He created all things through Jesus Christ. Now you remember the Colossians were being attacked by heresy, saying that Jesus Christ was not sufficient for salvation. So one of the key verses there in chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In him, you're complete. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not complete in Christ, that you have to do some works or you have to get water baptized or you have to do this or you have to do that. No, you're complete. Com you're, you're saved completely, entirely, by faith in Jesus Christ. And to the Colossians, he told them, He, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn means first in rank. That's what it means, the Greek word. Over all creation, now listen, for by him all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible, invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. Listen to this. All things were created through him and for him. Not only through him, but for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist, literally, are held together, Colossians 1, 15 through 17. The word held together consists, means that they are held together in terms of their atoms, protons, neutrons, so they don't come apart and explode. Now, the scientists used to call it crazy glue or something like that. They don't know why they stay together. But everything that's material, physical, has a, a capacity to explode, to detonate. What holds them together? Colossians says Jesus does. Isn't it interesting Jesus says that the whole world is going to be burned up by fire? How could he do it? He'll just let go of those things that are holding together. That's all. Everything blows up. No big deal. Amazing God we serve. The author to the Hebrews says that God, who at various times and in a different manner spoke times past through the prophets by the fathers or by the fathers through the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his dear Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things. Now listen. Through whom also he made the worlds, also being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power. He not only spoke them into existence, but he sustains and maintains them by the word of his power. Incredible. Now, you know how easy it is at first to start pushing a car. It gets kind of hard, but then once it's rolling, you, you know, it's not that hard, right? But, but you can't do that forever, right? God not only created the things, but he keeps them going. And he's not even puffing. There's no problem. And then when he sat down by himself, purged our sins, he sat at the right hand of the majesty on high. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. Incredible. Do you know that everything that is visible is made up of invisible things? They are called atoms, which we cannot see. Listen to this. Through faith... We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen 
were not made of things which do appear. Hebrews 11.3. Hebrews 11.3 says that everything's made up of things you can't see. <laughs> Science tells us they're called atoms. And yet everything that's physical is temporal, is it not? Everything's going to decay. Everything's here just for a short time. Certainly, we're not here forever. I mean, time lets us know that we're just pilgrims, sojourners. We're passing through. You know, I, I see these kids walk in. When we first started the church, they, they were kids themselves, four, five, six-year-olds. And I, I see this young lady walk in with her own two little kids right now. Man, I'm getting old. Time flies. You never, you know, you never look at yourself, I'm getting old or anything like that. But the greatest measure of time is people. Kids, especially. And all of a sudden, you don't see them for three or four years. And you, whoa, they jump. You know, it just, time flies. But you're getting just as old. <laughs> as a matter of fact, you're getting older. <laughs> Notice, secondly, the person of Jesus was responsible for all of creation. Now listen, without exception. And without him, nothing was made that was made. Very important to say this. Because, I'm, well, wait a minute, how about every, everything? Without exception. All things were made through him in the positive side of creation. But the statement, and without him, nothing was made, is from the negative side. Nothing is the exception. Absolutely nothing exists in this world which did not come through him. All the Trinity was involved in creation, a mystery that we cannot understand to its full end. And any illustration or any analyzation of it will break down sooner or later. It is a great mystery. Yet all three were involved. The Father is the source and was certainly involved in creation in Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and we spoke about the word God there being Elohim. The Father was part of it. The Son is the channel through which all things are created. Look at here in chapter 1 of John, verse 10, the second portion, or the first portion. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. He says it another time. Then you have the Spirit who was the agent of creation. And it says in Genesis 1-2, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. You have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in creation. Creation is attributed to all three persons through the Scriptures. Yet the focus here is that Jesus was the channel all that was created by the Word is separate and distinct from Him. This is very important. Because a lot of people want to make creation an extension of God, God itself. The creation is not Him. This is usually called pantheism. All is God, God is all, and all of a sudden, you're God. And so people say, well, you know, I, I go to the mountains because, you know, I can really, you know, God, you know, the trees and this and that. And, and, and I understand the concept. It's wrong. But then there's the other extreme where people really believe that, that those trees are God. The earth is God. That's pantheism. 
that everything is God. And so they make a further extension, and they say, well, all is God, God is all, and we're God. And there you have Hinduism in the New Age. It's a very progressive logic. So the creator is distinct and separate from his creation. Very important. The creation bears witness to the creator, but the creation is not the creator. The creation is the product of him who is all-powerful. The creation is physical and was created from nothing, while God is spirit and invisible. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, John 4, 24. There's a difference. The word in the Hebrew in Genesis 1, God created, is the word bara. It means he created from nothing. You and I assemble from existing material. God created from nothing, bara. He just spoke it into existence. There's a difference. The word existed before all creation. He pre-existed from timeless eternity. He was already in existence before the creation. He was the cause of creation. He leaves no exception for anything in creation apart from him. Everything was created through him. Now, in view of that, the creation of Jesus is something to behold. Have you ever gone on vacation and you look at some of the forest, some of the uh, natural springs, thermal springs, uh, hot springs, uh, Niagara Falls, the Andes, the Grand Canyon. Man. And that's just a creation of God. You know, the sun is so large that if it were hollowed, it could contain more than one million worlds the size of ours. There are stars in space so large that they easily hold 500 million suns the size of ours. There are about 100 billion stars in the average Galaxy, and there are at least 100 million galaxies in the known universe. You know, the farther we get out there, the clearer the message gets. <laughs> Do you realize that the sun radiates more energy in one second than man has used since the beginning of civilization? In one second, a typical quasar throws out enough energy to supply all the Earth's electrical needs for billions of years. We learn from the astronomers that the Milky Way, this shaped galaxy to our sun, that which it belongs to, is a family of more than 100 billion stars. And these scientists say there may be as many as 100 billion other galaxies in the universe. And they believe that the billions of these galaxies, billion stars may have hundreds of millions of planets like our Earth. Incredible. And here's man shaking his fist at God. It's like you standing on an anthill and that little land saying, Get off my mountain. I mean, incredible. Think about it. This is God's creation from one sentence command Light be incredible. All things were created through Him and by Him. The Logos, 
who is Jesus. Pastor Xavier Reese describing for us the simple truth of a creation so vast, yet with an origin so simple as that of a single word, from a God of wonders for sure. And Pastor Xavier is just halfway through a study titled The Eternal Lagos Part 2. It's been a fascinating study from the Gospel of John. Now, you may be interested to know that today's presentation can be heard again anytime by way of the radio listings link at calvarychapelpasadena.com. But if you prefer your own personal copy on CD, we can make one available for only $4 upon request. The title to ask for is The Eternal Lagos Part 2, yours for including just $4 when you write to Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Again, that's Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us track the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. Next time, Pastor Xavier explains how walking in the light of the Word doesn't just offer eternal life in heaven, but fullness of life on earth as well. That's next time on Simple Truths. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California, www.calvarychapelpasadena.com.